Hello, this is Dr. Beverly Wright, and thank you for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education and hosted by Dr. Beverly Wright. Emory Continuing Education offers many certificate programs related to the practical application of machine learning, data science, advanced Python and Tableau, and other analytics tools and methods. These applied programs leverage experienced executives, academics, and practitioners with advanced degrees to deliver these Saturday courses typically taught in around 10 weeks. Learn more about the emerging technology programs at Emory Continuing Education to help boost your career advancement at ece.emory.edu. I hope you enjoy this episode of Tag Data Talk. Hello, I'm Dr. Beverly Wright, and thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk. With us today, we have Monica Kadirski, and we're talking about making analytics a business-as-usual function. Thanks for joining us, Monica. Thank you so much for having me, Beverly. I, it's an honor and pleasure to support your data talk, and I would like to say hello to your listeners. Fantastic. Well, let's start off with a little bit on uh, your background. You have a really interesting um, background, Monica. Tell us, why are you so cool? <laughs> I'm not sure I'm cool. But my unique value is being able to transform the multi-billion dollar organizations with data and insights and um, helping the companies to reinvent themselves, um, driving significant business outcomes, business value with analytics and doing this at scale. I am really a change agent. And whether it's building the analytics organization from scratch or whether it is coming to an an organization and helping them reshape that function and helping them to um, rebuild the analytics team to drive more of a true business outcomes. I've done this several times um, across several industries and um, including automotive, high-tech, consumer goods. And I would like to say I have a formula that (laughs) works. I have um, done this with Cisco Systems, with Borg Warner, with Harman uh, International, which is part of the Samsung company. And um, today I'm in a software space helping drive um, new outcomes and drive, drive revenue with, uh, with Cisco. So I'm back to the software space. I know firsthand that you are definitely a change agent and I've seen lots of uh, great work that you've done at different companies, Monica. So it's really quite impressive. Um, I'm thrilled about the topic that you picked for today's talk, which is about um, making analytics a business-as-usual function. And uh, I'm so excited about that because we, we sort of treat it like it's this magical thing, you know, <laughs> not like it's a regular thing. And I think what you're saying by making analytics business-as-usual, and we'll talk more about this, of course, as we get into it, is back in the day, I'm really aging myself here, I took a typing class. Can you imagine if someone put proficiency of typing on their resume? Of course, it's just supposed to be a thing. Is that kind of what you mean is that analytics is just supposed to be like ingrained. It's supposed to be built into the fabric. Help us unpack that a little bit. I agree with you 100%. And that's such a cool analogy, Beverly. Um, Yes, um, for any company right now to thrive and and really survive, um, they do need to take advantage of the analytics and insights. It does need to become a part of the company's DNA. And I have mm. seen the companies doing this successfully who are really, really thriving. Those who are not investing in this space, I'm not sure about their longevity in, in the long term. I know I've seen um, statistics uh, from different companies, like Fortune 500 companies that invest in analytics and how 
they tend to have higher performance outcomes. And it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying is that companies that don't really invest in analytics and try to make it a business as usual function, we don't know about how their outcomes, gonna, you know, how's that going to go for them long term, whereas companies that do, you tend to expect more success. Is that is that kind of what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. At the same time, if you look at the industry standards, you will also hear that about 80% of that investment is um, in the initiatives that do fail. Mm. So today we're going to be talking about how to invest in, an, in analytics and how to approach analytics in a way that's going to drive business outcomes, that's going to bring the ROI back to the company. And that's going to be really a down-to-earth approach. You can invest and spend tens of millions of dollars in analytics, in tools and technology and people, but unless you're approaching this right, um, there is a special um, formula to really make it work. And I would like to think that over the course of working with several companies over the last 10 plus years, we have kind of developed that secret sauce that allows us to be in the top 20. So I will be happy to help your listeners with figuring out the path to get there. Yes. Awesome. Well, I'm super, I'm on the edge of my seat and I already know the answers. <laughs> That's very <laughs> exciting to think about uh, the secret formula that our listeners are not going to have to struggle many years to go through. They can just listen to this uh, insightful podcast they and, will. and find out. They, yeah. <laughs> But they will. There is not um, a magic reset button. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's, it's a journey. Uh, and yeah. it is transformation that is going to take some time. But um, there is a golden path at the end of the rainbow, and it's worth every penny of, of investing in the journey. I love it. I love it. It gives them a target, though. And if that doesn't, if the POC graveyard, you talked about the 80% of work that doesn't get used. <laughs> and I call that the POC graveyard. I'm sure my listeners have heard me say it before, but if the POC graveyard doesn't get you moving and concerned and motivated, I'm not sure what will. Um, okay. So before we get into, you know, kind of the secret formula and, and all that fun stuff, I want to make sure um, that we kind of start from the start, which is we talk about uh, making analytics a business as usual function. Where do you see analytics positioned now? Like, what is the current perspective? What kind of function or positioning, like, does it have in businesses? Um, the, the winning companies definitely have the analytics either carved out as a separate function, just like finance, IT, and others, or mm-hmm. um, are embedded in the business function, like under growth and innovation, under um, strategy. That's usually when they are most effective. I have seen multiple attempts of having analytics under IT. And while some IT teams are more progressive than others, I still see a lot more success and a lot more business outcomes if the analytics is sitting in a company as a separate function or is part of the business function. Mm, Okay. So part one is um, when we talk about like what, what is the perspective of analytics? You first need to think about organizational design. Where does it sit? Who is the mom or the dad? And if the mom or dad is in IT, then that sort of, um, I've also witnessed that too, Monica. So I see that as problematic. Okay. And I hate Thank telling you. companies that because I always feel bad telling them that because half of them, it is in IT. But I just it's not really a great place. You know, when you look across multiple companies, because being a consultant with Access Group, you see lots of different 
companies, and um, I've noticed this pattern where if analytics sits in IT, it's sometimes disastrous. A second uh, organizational well, design. There is an obvious, there is an obvious temptation, and I'm sorry about interjecting, but there's yeah, an no, obvious temptation fine. of putting putting this in the in the IT because you know there's some familiarity with the tools, with the coding, with the servers, with the infrastructure. It just seems like a convenient place to be. But it's not because analytics is not yep. about that. Analytics truly is about helping to solve business problems, and that is not core strength of the IT organization. Uh, I love that. I'm writing a quote down here. <laughs> helping to solve business <laughs> problems—that is the real function of analytics. Whereas that's sort of misaligned with the true function of IT. But I totally agree that IT is um, is more about you know the data and maybe the architecture and some tooling and sure there's some coding and stuff like that. And to someone that doesn't deeply understand analytics, they may think, oh, same thing, you know. Um, so anyway, IT would be one organizational design. Another one would be. Uh, within the business, embedded within the business. So like you have operations and you have analytics function, you have supply chain, you have an analytics function, you have marketing, you have an analytics function. But then there's some silos and they're not necessarily talking to each other. And then the third organizational design that I think you're suggesting is suggesting is probably, you know, most effective um, in general, by the way. So I'm sure there are cases where this is, there are exceptions. But the third organizational design to consider is that it's a, where it's a separate function, where there is an analytic function. And there's alignment that goes up into some, I don't know, maybe it's chief strategy officer or something like that. Are those the kind of uh, designs you are, you're thinking you of? You are spot on. Those are exactly the three different designs I'm thinking of. And I consider the third one to be most effective. And it yep. could be either as a standalone function. What I have seen extremely effective as well is if it's part of the growth strategy or innovation function uh, aligned yes. directly to the chief strategy officer. That's also a really sweet spot for analytics because those functions typically work across the company. Mm-hmm. Okay, very nice. So the, one of the things to think about is what's the current perspective of analytics is, where is it? Because wherever it is in the organization is going to have an impact on the perspective. What are some other ways that we can better understand the current perspective of analytics? Maybe how it's um, used or... Um, I would like to approach it from a couple of different angles. One is the, the talent, right? Um, ah, okay. I have also built built really um, successful analytics teams. But to build successful analytics teams, that does not just mean to bring a whole bunch of data scientists or um, dashboard developers. It takes a lot more than, um, than the technical skill sets to, to build a nice, uh, cohesive, holistic team that drives an impact. And the combination, the blend of technical resources, the blend of strategy, strategic resources, the blend of business resources, and um, it's, it's building that connective tissue between analytics yeah. and the business that uh, allows to um, drive the results. So my teams, the teams that I built quite often, um, include the talent that is quite diverse, talent that brings multiple different perspectives, and, mm-hmm. and the talent that allows us to truly move the needle and, and challenge each other. So um, there's another aspect. It's how do you structure. Once you figure out where your analytics team sits in the organization, it also figures mm-hmm. out who um, your analytics team is and how to uh, structure the team and how to move I love them. it. 
work as one cohesive body. And, and I think that's another part. Just don't, when you build out your team, it's not just about the technical resources, it's about the right blend of the strategic, technical, and business resources. And that's a huge key to success. Because once you do have that, um, then you can partner with the business function in a lot uh, more effective way because then you can truly speak their language and analytic language. That's when the um, acceleration of the progress happens. Wow. I love that. Wow. Congratulations on, on being able to articulate that because that is a huge thing. So part one, as far as the perspective of where analytics, uh, the function of analytics has to do with the organizational design. Part two, not in any particular order, but um, part two has to do with the talent and going beyond the technical and having um, a multidisciplinary, diverse team that's not all going to agree necessarily. You know, Monica, it actually makes me a little bit sad when uh, companies say, well, we're just going to hire a PhD. And they think that's it. They think like, I've got a PhD. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> and it doesn't well, work that PhD way. PhD is going to fit very lonely. <laughs> I know. Not, exactly. You know, it's, it's so funny, Ben, really, that you say this because I sometimes see those job descriptions for this yes. leader of analytics or, or a technical person that has you know, 27 different um that needs to know the 27 different technologies and 17 different languages and needs to have experience of, of it, it's just unreasonable. Uh, it, it, it is not enough to just hire a PhD. That PhD is going to be lonely. It's going to take a team approach to truly drive an outcome. Okay, good, good, good. And then uh, thirdly, um, you've mentioned things in the past about like the type of work. So maybe that's a third tier because when you think about the current perspective of analytics, um, organizational design, the talent, and maybe the type of problems that are being solved all have to do with where it sort of is perceived or how it's perceived in an organization. Does that seem right? Like if it's, if it's this golden egg that's only used for certain initiatives compared to like, man, we're just trying to get product out the door, like it's business as usual sort of stuff. <laughs> do you think that has an impact too? It, it it does, and you are so spot on, Beverly. Um, it um, again to get to the analytics being part of a you know, business as usual. It takes several things. It takes the right vision. It takes putting the right strategy and the right execution plan. Um, the big part of it is is actually how do you drive change and uh, it's the communication. It's it's driving and influencing the stakeholders to make analytics part of the business as usual includes working all angles of your organization. It includes working bottoms up. It includes working top down. It includes just bringing some some passion and bringing some some um, some articulation of the art of the possible. Like everybody mm-hmm. is busy. Uh, somebody mentioned, mm-hmm. one of my uh, friends mentioned that the, the, the currency right now is, is a uh, people's time. So driving that decision and driving that understanding of the art of the possible across the sea level, across the senior management, across the, 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 the working team, across the people on the plane floor even, uh, making them understand what's in it for them. Why should they invest mm-hmm. their time in, in helping us? Um, that, that's a major, I would say, differentiator. 
Um, a lot of people still do not understand what analytics can do for them. They consider this as this remote, as you mentioned, golden egg, but that's not true. Analytics is here and it's it's for everyone and it's uh, it's tangible, it's 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 approachable. Uh, but for the analytics leaders, it's about how do you properly communicate this, how do you evangelize the message, how do you connect to the business outcomes. Um, that's that's I would that's what what I would call a part of 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 my winning strategy is that influencing, communicating, um, starting with really understanding the organizations and their goals, and then aligning the analytics approach to help them meet those goals. Because analytics should oh, not be a standalone discipline. It's here to really help business achieve its outcomes. And different com- companies have different different goals. Um, some of the organizations I've worked for required better visibility into their supply chain to, to improve the profitability. Great. Currently, we're working on driving additional um, revenue and pulling additional revenue growth levers through analytics. Amazing. Some companies are looking to improve their operations. Some are purely focusing on top line revenue growth or the, the profitability. So whatever that is, understanding mm-hmm. it first, aligning mm-hmm. the analytics strategy with the top level vision, and then communicating how we're going to get there at every step of the way with the C-level suite, C-suite, uh, with the senior management, with the, with the working um, team, um, and making sure that they understand, uh, making sure they understand the why behind we're doing analytics, that is truly what gets us to the, to the outcome. So that, that is a massive organizational alignment, but it does, does take communicating across all different angles of the organization. I love it. I love it. This is great. Okay, you said a lot. So let me see if I can try to summarize it. And um, you said something that, that I say all the time, and it, I'm going to write it here. Uh, let's see. It's the why behind the why. I have to write it because <laughs> the why behind the why, you know, like <laughs> why hat, like modeling. But that's very important. Okay, so three things. Uh, let me summarize. Uh, the first part is where is analytics currently seen and what's the current perspective? And your response to that had to do with three things. It depends on where it's aligned in the organization. It depends on the talent. You really need kind of multidisciplinary. And it depends on the type of problems that you're using, that you're solving with analytics. So those three things had to do with where is analytics now? What's the current perspective? The second thing you mentioned um, was this word salad. I'm just going to throw back at you and then we'll get to the third piece and we'll kind of summarize. Um, But the word salad of like, gosh, how do you do this? Like, how can you stop it from being like the golden goose of magic crystal um, where the dragons are flying by with rainbows and unicorns, that it's not that. It's like analytics for all. And so the word salad I heard from you was um, vision. You got to look at the vision. You got to think about the strategy. You have to make sure your teams are in place, the communication. And you talked a lot about influencing, uh, getting that uh, art of the possible, the value proposition. And so all these sort of, um, you know, clumped into um, influencing about, uh, what's possible. And then the third piece is I felt a bit of a process coming along. And I'm just totally 
guessing here based on, uh, you know, sort of the cloud of information and, and that you've given us, which is awesome. But it sounds like the first step is to really understand, not just state the business question, but to really understand the pain, to really understand what the needs are. And then there's like this, this wheel that I'm picturing. The second step is kind of align the analytics goals to that understanding. The third is about the communicating on how you would potentially solve that problem with analytics. And then fourth, I would see as execution of the analytics to um, solve the problem. And fifth is the action that comes from that. Is that, I mean, I, I know the wording might be <laughs> off. No, I love it. Is that a, no, I, I love it. You've got it. You've got it. You have captured it beautifully. And then, and then the next after this, it comes to bringing the right technical team, bringing the right technical talent that executes on it. And uh, and that's usually in my case is a blend of the internal team and quite often supplementing with some of the outstanding partners that I have um, developed over the years or built the relationship with over the years that um, again allow us allows us to drive those business outcomes. But you have uh, put this beautifully in in an amazing order. Um, that's usually the, the the right steps to drive this Love transformation. Love it. Analytics. Two more questions, and we're going a little off script because I'm really interested in where you're going here. But what do you think is the hardest <laughs> part? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Uh, what do you think is the hardest part? Like, what what is the most challenging of this process of these steps of trying to make analytics more business as usual? What's what's the most the biggest challenge for you? It's really impacting and influencing and changing the the culture, the people piece. The technologies mm-hmm. are there. They are um, there are amazing um, data management technologies, amazing data transformation, ingestion, visualization technologies. So the technologies are there. Um, it's how do you bring analytics and make it a part of the company's DNA, and how how do you really drive that culture change? That's what the challenge is. I I can pretty easily get the top-notch technologies I can get, the amazing technical talent. It's just, how do you take this and drive the outcome? And how do you make a CEO, CFO, CEO, uh, holding the tangible outcome at the end so that they know what they've gotten out of the investment? I have seen too many companies spending millions and millions of dollars into either technology, processes, tools, um, secret sauce is somewhere else. Those are easy. It's the driving the change and driving the real impact. And at scale, that's the hardest piece right now. Wow. I, I literally, I got chills, Monica. I can't tell you how many times I've heard people that, there aren't that many people that really get it the way you do, in my opinion, but the people that really get it that say it's culture. It's, and and we, where do we spend our money? We spend our money on technology. We spend our money on the technical. We spend our money on... <laughs> you know, tools and stuff. And it's like, dude, because the biggest challenge is culture. It's, it's easy. See, spending money on tools and technology is easy. And it's a default reaction or knee-jerk reaction. Let's buy those you know, great tools. Let's, let's invest in those great technologies. Okay. Well, this is great. <laughs> this is great. So one last question for you before I get a final piece of advice from you is, Monica, how do you know when you've gotten there? How do you know, like what, if you took an island 
and you put all the companies that were able to make analytics business as usual, and then you took another island and they're not making business as usual analytics. How do you, what is the difference? How does it manifest itself? Okay, it's a great question. Let me, let me think about, about this for a second. Um, it manifests yeah. itself in the value of the decisions that the organization is making based on the insight that is now available mm. at their fingertips. So I do mm. not measure the success by how many dashboards we've built, how many people are accessing the dashboards and so on. We are measuring this a you know, few steps forward. Um, does the organization have access to the insight that they really need at their fingertips? easily and what is the outcome of the decisions that the organization is making based on those insights that are available to them now. So um, we are taking the organizations from more of a dark ages when the teams needed to get together and huddle together to to get the right level of insight uh, that would then be presented in PowerPoint that would then mm -hmm. need to be revisited and re-updated. Those are the dark ages of analytics. Right now, the organizations that have been transformed um, make the decisions uh, real time. Those are not the gut decisions. Those are decisions that they make together based on the insight that is available to them that they can interrogate and ask more questions real time. Um, that's really the change of the status quo. That's the organization being able to say, we have transformed our supply chain. We have a different negotiation leverage with our suppliers. We are able to rationalize our supply base so much better. We are now have different um, level of, of quality because of analytics. We have you know, built new strategic partnership, partnerships. We have found new strategic customers. That's how I measure the success of the analytics, by what the organization has been able to do now that they haven't been before with the leverage and use of the insight. That's the ultimate measure of success. That's fantastic. So some of the things that I had heard uh, from, from that are that you've got real-time access to data at the point of decisioning, that you're noticing all kinds of business problems, not just the golden goose ones, but all kinds of business problems being answered with data. Uh, you've got all levels of an organization talking in a data language, so less of the, the gut, you know, kind of gut, but they're talking language. Uh, you've got better business outcomes. You've, you're, you can see the transformation, so you're, you're just more successful. Do those encapsulate the top uh, manifestations of, like, how do you know you've really gotten analytics? They do. Usual function? They do. I would like to add one more. It's, yeah. um, we're breaking down the silos. So oh. engineering and supply chain and quality and sales products can talk to each other with the language wow. of data. Wow. And this is also where the biggest transformations, the biggest innovations are happening because data and insight allows to break organizational silo and and that gives birth to innovation and the company reinventing itself. Wow, that is a huge statement. So data being a common language, almost like, you know, 
sports or music being common to different countries that bring people together in the same way data is the common language and the common fabric that can bring together different formerly siloed groups. Is that what you're saying? I love that. Absolutely. You have captured it beautifully. Thank you, Beverly. Fantastic. So our last question um, for you, Monica, I hate to even let you go. <laughs> well, I know we're already over time, but our last question <laughs> for you is, um, there are a lot of people that listen to Tag Data Talk, and I'm sure they want to walk away with like, man, there's so much good stuff in here. But what one thing, what one piece of advice would you give someone who's trying to make analytics more of a business as usual function at their company? I would just say partner with business closely. Listen to their true business need. And when you prove to them that you do understand and you're on their side trying to solve their problems, the rest will follow. And just be patient with yourself because it's a journey. Mm -hmm. Partnerships, that sounds almost too easy, right? Like just understand, have some empathy, partner with them, take some time, invest as an analytics professional, invest in what is going on with them and, uh, and have some patience. That's great advice, Monica. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Beverly. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk with Monica Kierdierski from Cisco talking about making analytics a business as usual function. Thanks for listening to Tag Data Talk, sponsored by Emory Continuing Education. I'm Dr. Beverly Wright. Have a great data set.